Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day it is for y'all. I appreciate y'all joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. I look forward to these walks, and I hope that y'all do as well, and y'all get something out of it. And for those of y'all that continue to share the podcast, because obviously you have to be based on what I see on my end and help it grow, thank you. Uh, that is, y'all are, word of mouth is absolutely the way that this thing spreads. And I'm grateful for it. And I hope that, as I said, that it helps y'all and that at least maybe a little bit it'll help our country. Because, folks, as one of my pastors told me once, he said, I believe what I preach. He was talking, obviously, about faith in Jesus Christ. We, I, I, I absolutely believe what I say here, folks. We have some really dark days coming. I mean, just when you look at it empirically, logically, it's kind of like running up debt on a credit card and you get closer and closer to maxing out the card and and you know it's coming, but you just keep ignoring it. And maybe the better would be when you're late month after month on a mortgage and you know at some point the bill is going to come due and they're going to come take the house back. But while we still have some time and with God, as he tells us, all things are possible, as his son tells us, to turn this thing around, I'll talk. So we're going to take one of our little walks. We had one puppy dog, one kitty cat, a few birds. They're kind of still scattered around. Um, we'll see if anybody else comes out. So we're going to go to President Jackson, Andrew Jackson, and we are going to talk a little bit about his farewell speech. And then if I have time right at the end, I'm going to give you a little analogy I picked up this weekend that I think y'all will find interesting. If nothing else, you ought to find this enlightening. This is not or entertaining. This is uh, the second time I've done this today because the first time, for those of y'all that have ever done a term paper or English paper or whatever it is and gotten to the end and were so pleased to be done and hit a button and the whole thing just disappeared. The last podcast just disappeared. So this is the second time that you and I are taking this walk together, except that you didn't realize the first time. So Jackson, this is 1837, I believe, and I'm pulling this from University of Virginia. Little snippets, and his farewell dress, address was pretty lengthy, at least it appears to me that way, and he talked about a, a lot of good things, good issues in there, talked about federal banking, talked about how disastrous that was in that time frame and why, talked about the need for a strong military because you obtain peace through strength, not through weakness, which is a message we desperately need today as well. So we'll go back and, and hit some of those 
at some point, folks. But I got off track there. There's little snippets of this in the Founders Bible, which I recommend, the Patriots Bible, which I absolutely recommend, should be in every house and, and classroom in the country. Classroom for sure. And God and Country's Encyclopedia, which also is a great resource, folks. And I'm sure it's a bunch of other places, but I'm pulling this from University of Virginia, the Miller Center, which claims ostensibly to be a nonpartisan. <laughs> If there is such a thing today, uh, Center for Historical Presidential Information Speeches. And this just all it was was the speech. So I feel pretty good about this. So I'm going to read you the very end couple paragraphs from Jackson's farewell address. In presenting to you, my fellow citizens, these parting councils, I have brought before you the lending principles upon which I endeavored to administer the government in the high office with which you twice honored me. Knowing that the path of freedom is continually beset by enemies who often assume the disguise of friends, I have devoted the last hours of my public life to warn you of the dangers. The progress of the United States under our free and happy institutions has surpassed the most sanguine, sanguine hopes of the founders of the Republic. Our growth has been rapid beyond all former example in numbers and wealth and knowledge and all the useful arts which contribute to the comforts and convenience of man. And from the earliest ages of history to the present day, there never have been 13 millions of people associated in one political body who enjoy so much freedom and happiness as the people of these United States. You have no longer any cause to fear danger from abroad. Your strength and power are well known throughout the civilized world, as well as the high and gallant bearing of your sons. It is from within among yourselves, from cupidity, from corruption, from disappointed ambition and inordinate thirst for power, that factions will be formed and liberty endangered. It is against such designs, whatever disguise the actors may assume, that you have especially to guard yourselves. You have the highest of human trusts committed to your care. Providence has showered on this favored land blessings without number and has chosen you as the guardians of freedom to preserve it for the benefit of the human race. May he who holds in his hands the destinies of nations make you worthy of the favors he has bestowed and enable you with pure hearts and pure hands and sleepless vigilance to guard and defend to the end of time the great charge he has committed to your keeping. My own race is nearly run. Advanced age and failing health warn me that before long I must pass beyond the reach of human events and cease to feel the vicissitudes of human affairs. I thank God that my life has been spent in a land of liberty and that he has given me a heart to love my country with the affection of a son. And filled with gratitude for your constant and unwavering kindness, I bid you a last and affectionate farewell. A lot here, folks. A lot here. 
uh, biggest thing, well, not the biggest thing, but the first thing that strikes me is dangerous from within. Said this a number of times. Jackson, President Jackson said this almost 200 years ago. Our danger is not from China, Russia, Iran, or anywhere else today. Don't mistake me. Those are dangers. Yes, I'm not belittling that. But the greatest danger to the United States is from our own citizens. The two biggest times where we almost lost our republic was the first where we almost never had it, the revolution, and then the Civil War. And you could really argue, and we've talked about this on this podcast, the revolution was a civil war because we were British subjects fighting against British troops. The point is, as Lincoln said, and others have talked about, the greatest danger is internal, folks. Our greatest danger is fellow citizens that promote ideals that are directly counter to the founding principles of America. You can't have any country stable and strong if the people reject the founding principles. Now, in countries where those founding principles are evil, you can make the argument that that needs to be done. But in America, when the founding principles are based on the teachings of Christ, that's absurd. And that's where we're at today. Whether we want to talk about it or not, our greatest danger is from our fellow citizens who support the evil of the left. They're far more dangerous than Russia or China or even Muslim terrorists from Iran. Because they're undermining the very fabric of our society, destroying marriages, destroying families. More than that, kicking God out of our institutions, education of our of our youth, and supporting the murder of our own citizens from abortion and flooding the country with criminals, illegal immigration, all of these things that we talk about so often. That's the greatest danger. There's other things here. Uh, you know, one of them that we've talked about multiple times again is God gave us all these blessings. Jackson said that providence has showered on this land blessings without number. God's given us so much land, resources, the ability to worship him freely, not under the oppression of a state. Given us so much freedom that what we've done is we've rejected him, said we don't need you. We don't want you. We're here, as Lincoln said, because in the vanity, right, our own vanity of our heart, we said, we're here because of us. We don't need you. We've allowed this lie to be sold by the left for the last 80 years, and we've bought into it. it couldn't be less true. This greed, you know, these factions, Jackson talked about the, the factions will be formed in liberty and danger based on corruption and Disappointed ambition, inordinate thirst for power. I mean, we see all of those today. People that want to be in power and aren't, the greed, the desire for power. And, and then they, this class warfare that the left, Marxism, communism supports, you know, if you're rich, you ought to, you oppress the poor. If you're poor, you ought to hate the rich. If you're black, you should hate white people. If you're white, you should hate black people. If you're men, you're oppressive to women. If you're women, you ought to hate men. It just The list goes on and on and on. And we've allowed ourselves to be split up into these little factions, and we're just ripping ourselves apart because we don't share core values anymore. 
we have a split in this country and, and the values are diametrically opposed on opposite sides. There, there's room for sitting down at the table on certain issues. We talk about this frequently, but those core issues, there is none. They're very black and white. There's no room for negotiation with evil. There's just no place for it. But we've been trying to coexist with evil for decades now. And we're, we're reaping the rewards. And then Jackson, again, toward the end, he talked about, well, one of the things, may he who holds in his hands the destinies of nations. That's a direct reference to the Bible, God controlling the destinies of nations. So just, just even here is a little tidbit aside. This is a farewell address by a president of the United States in public office. So this idea, again, of separation of church and state, it's just, it's just not true. The founders never intended for the Christian faith not to be extremely directly involved in public policy and public affairs. They intended Americans to have that choice, which we have, and we've decided to reject it. And they knew, you know, Franklin talked about a republic, if we can keep it, well, we're losing it because we've chosen to go down an, an obstinate and contrary path. You talk about Patrick Henry's quote, you know, we've decided to do wrong, and that's why we're losing our republic. And Jackson talks again, pure hearts and pure hands and sleepless vigilance. You can't have pure hearts and pure hands, folks, if you if we choose as a people to do evil. And, and everybody's going to sin, right? Everybody's going to fall short. Everybody's going to make mistakes. The difference is what you see today so starkly is we have a huge chunk of the population that I make mistakes, I sin, I fall short. I get up and try again, try and do better, acknowledge my mistakes, own them, suffer the consequences, whatever they may be here on earth. And then we have another side that says, that's not a mistake. I'm not doing anything wrong. And not only am I not doing anything wrong, you need to approve of what I'm doing. I murder my own baby. You ought to approve. That's my right. I'm a man that sleeps with another man. You ought to condone that. It's not just simply live and let live, folks. That's not what the left is after. They're looking for approval condoning of evil is good. Jackson talks about this almost 200 years ago. You, you can't, you will lose liberty and freedom. You have to have pure hearts and hands in order to guard and defend this great charge that God's given us. Sleepless vigilance, you know, the parable that Jesus told about the ten virgins going to the wedding and half of them brought oil and half of them didn't. They all fell asleep and then the groom showed up and the ones that had extra oil got to go in and the ones that didn't, didn't go in because they weren't ready. We, we, in another time he talks about the fact that you've always got to be aware because you never know when Jesus Christ is going to come back. You never know when the master of the house is going to come home. We've fallen asleep, folks. We don't educate our children on history. We don't educate them on how wonderful and blessed they are to live in America. We don't educate them on marriage. We don't educate them on sex. And then, and then we can't figure out why everything's falling apart. Jackson said sleepless vigilance. We have fallen asleep for sure. And then I thank God that my life has been spent in a land of liberty. And that he has given me a heart to love my country with the affection of a son. God and country. God and family and country. 
and core for me, just for me, personal in there. If we want to turn this thing around, folks, we have to be vigilant and we have to realize that the greatest danger is internal. And we've got to start to not only realize that, but talk about it and figure out what we're going to do about it. You can't have people that love America and people that hate America coexist in America. One side or the other is going to win. The republic's either going to last and be stronger or it's going to fall apart and be weaker and turn into something else. I got one little thing here left at the end that I wanted to talk to y'all about, and that is our pastor this weekend gave a children's message. (laughs) I felt like it was more important for the adults. Uh, It was just great, and so I wanted to pass it on to y'all. He brought a baseball up show, and he was talking. He said, hey, you know, pitchers, they throw a baseball, and the way they let go of the baseball, and he was talking about softball too, you know, the way they let go, the way it spins, that's that d- dictates how it's going to move. And so batters, the really good batters, what do they do? They spend hours and hours and hours watching film, seeing the pattern, these pitchers. Okay, if, it, if the ball's spinning this way, then I know that, that, that it's going to do this, and I can try and hit it here. If it's spinning the other way, then I know it's going to do this, right? And so they spend all this time. And and what that does is then when they get in a game situation, they have, he said, muscle memory, like we've talked about. And their, their body almost reacts without thinking about it because they've seen it so many times. They know in each situation how to react. And the more they study it, the better they are. And so he said, he was, he was talking, he said, so if we as Christians and a Christian nation here, I'll extend this a little bit. He didn't say that, but. If we don't spend time with God in the Bible and prayer, hours, folks, again and again and again, get that muscle memory, how can we possibly hope to interact with other people in the world correctly? And, of course, the obvious answer is we can. You know, you want to work out, you want to stay in shape. Doesn't matter, male, female, you know, you want your body to look good for whatever reason, hopefully your spouse or or whatever it is. But you spend all this time in the gym. You understand that. You know you're going to have to work hard to keep yourself in shape. Professional achievement. You want to progress in your career. You want to get more and more accolades. You want to climb that ladder. You know you're going to spend time. And we do. We spend time doing those things. Uh, To our shame, we also spend an inordinate amount of time just simply being entertained with no real benefit from that. We're not making ourselves better. We just want to binge watch whatever TV show is on Netflix or Hulu or Prime or make TikTok dances or keep our Snapchat streak up or whatever it is, Instagram reels. It doesn't matter, folks. We spend all this time doing these other things and we spend so little, relatively speaking, focused on God, spending time with him, praying to him, talking to him about the things in our life and our nation. Good. I mean, the spouse, we've talked about this so often. We spend no time there. We don't we don't watch these hours of films, quote unquote, like the pastor was talking about with the kids like we we expect just to spend a piddling amount of time and have everything be great. And then it's not. And so when we get in these life situations and these interactions with with God and Jesus Christ, you know, we're like, man, something it just doesn't I don't understand. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't I can't I don't I don't hear God saying, well, it's because you talk to God for 30 seconds a day at best. 
well, man, my spouse, our marriage is just so disastrous. This was because you're focused on your career or you go work out or you play golf for four hours a week or however long, or you go hunting every weekend or, or whatever it is. You do all this other stuff and, and you, you know, you do something for five minutes for your spouse. And you're like, okay, I'm, you know, now you can get down and worship me because I, you know, I spent some time with you. Or your kids, you, you don't spend any time. You have no idea who they really are. And you get in this interaction with them and it goes sideways. And you get all mad at your kids. You're not spending any time with them. You're not watching the hours of film. If we don't spend hours watching film in our free time, folks, and I'm using that analogy like the baseball players, we're not going to have any idea how to hit the ball. No idea. No clue. And we spend all this time running up and down the road, watching our kids play sports. We spend the time watching, sitting in front of a TV, watching athletics, watching TV shows, reality TV, sitcoms. It doesn't matter what it is. Movies. We spend all this time working on our body, you know, work out, stay in shape, go run a half marathon every other weekend, go sit in the deer blind for five hours after you haven't seen your, your spouse all week long, go play golf, go out and have a, a girl's weekend. But Lord, you haven't gotten gone away with your husband for a weekend for the last year and a half. Y'all get the idea. When we don't put our priorities in the right place, everything falls apart. And we, we have no idea how to hit the ball. At any rate, I, I, I'll come back to that because I'm in danger of beating a dead horse, some would say. But if I, I disagree because if, if I was, then we wouldn't need it and our marriages wouldn't be falling apart and our families wouldn't be falling apart, but they are. So I'll just keep plugging along. I appreciate it. Thank you all for joining me. Thank y'all for going on these little walks. Thank y'all for continuing to share the podcast. Patrick Henry, y'all remember, you have a sphere of influence. It doesn't matter who you are or what you're doing. You have a sphere of influence. Use it. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon. I look forward to it, folks.